Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And welcome back to the Six Ring Kings show. What's going on, everybody? Uh, joined always by Vish and DJ. And now, once again, back for more, Mr. Larry Bluestein. What's going on, fellas? How you guys doing? Good. Good, Jeff. Yes, Thanks. Awesome. Awesome. Before we get it started, Vish, let's do things. Let's do a let's do a good clean show today, right? We'll 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 uh, give a shout out to our sponsor. <laughs> you know I'm terrible at this stuff, so. Um, I can't guarantee a clean show, but we can start with the sponsor. This is true. This is true. Uh, let's talk about Price Picks. It's the official daily fantasy app of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure you're using the code FIVE, F-I-V-E. Uh, when you sign up, the Price Picks will match your initial deposit up to $100, which is really nice. Uh, use the code FIVE. Uh, you don't even have to uh, spend it all at once. You can play Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl. You can play the NFL. You can play the NHL, NBA. So many different options that you have to play there. And what's even better is that you can uh, pair players from different leagues, different sports. Uh, you can mix and match, which is really nice. Uh, here's the thing, right? It's all. It all depends on how much you want to win. So make sure this is how you do it, right? You pick between two, two and five players. Uh, then you play the over/under on individual categories. All depends on how much you want to win. So go to pricepicks.com and sign up today using the code 5, F-I-V-E, uh, and they will match your initial deposit up to $100. Pricepicks.com. Let's get it going, baby, because we got a lot to, we got a lot to cover today. Um, some exciting stuff going on in the world of uh, Miami Hurricanes football as uh, we will start off with um, a nice little event we like to call Legends Camp that Blue and myself were, were at this past weekend. Now, I, I think that a lot of fans probably initially thought, Blue, that this was going to be a camp where you were going to get all these five-star guys, all these big-time blue-chip athletes come out and compete and, um, you know, and kind of put their name out there. Now, I'm not saying that there wasn't some kids out there. We saw them, right? Some kids out yeah, there yeah, yeah. that showed out, but they were a little bit younger, right? They were mostly 24 and 25 kids. Yep. Uh, and then we saw a couple of kids that maybe were already committed to some schools that wanted to possibly get an offer from Miami or kind of put their name out there for some of the Power 5 schools, which is really nice, too. Uh, we'll mention a couple of those kids um, uh, in, in a little bit. But I want to go to you, Blue, first, because obviously you and I were at this – camp it wasn't really like that right it was a little bit different than that um don't get me wrong all the guys that were out there was absolutely amazing what'd you think about the legends camp blue i think we were more starstruck with the with the former players who were there i and we had a good time i mean they and the great thing about that is they they come out there jazz and you saw i mean they, those guys will mingle around with all the the players it doesn't matter if you're a zero star or five star they'll 
you know, Michael Irvin, crazy him, Ed Orgeron, which we, I saw when we were outside and he came by and his son is an analyst at the university of Miami. And don't be surprised if he's not involved pretty soon, because I mean, he loves it. Um, he had all the great, great guys, Jeremy Shockey and, and, you know, getting a chance to see Martin Bibla, a former lineman who brought his son uh, down, good looking kid as well. And yeah, it was, uh, it was really nice. And then outside, uh, you know, the, they went through the, the drills and uh, one-on-ones and, you know, we got a chance to see young Colin Hurley talk to his dad for a little bit. And uh, it was good to see, get, see him because he's going to be, you know, one of the, one of the stars and probably somebody that might, well, not probably, he's going to be a guy. His dad uh, grew up down here. His grandfather was a coach, one of the first coaches, I believe at Miami Killian. So they have a lot of South Florida roots and uh, yeah, a lot of guys, uh, the kid Jackson from uh, Dillard, who's committed to Georgia, as you mentioned, a few kids that were already committed. So we got a chance to watch him. He's a big, he's a big time kid, no doubt. 2024 uh, player, as you mentioned. Uh, and, you know, a lot of kids came from all over. It wasn't just South Florida, but you had kids from Georgia and you had kids from Maryland and Illinois and um, even saw a kid from uh, Texas. And uh, and uh, we also saw the um, one of the quarterbacks that came in from San Diego uh, that I know Miami was interested in. I don't know if that still remains true with what's happened over the last week or so, but um, but at least to get a look at him. And uh, he's another 25 kid as well. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It, you know, a non-pressure type of thing. The weather stayed nice. I think it threw everybody off starting so early in the morning. Uh, the kids were arriving at quarter of seven, uh, you know, to register. And the, the camp uh, started off with Michael Irvin's speech. And then Mario got an opportunity to say what was on his mind. And, you know, and then, and then you have Alonzo Highsmith and you have – Jason Taylor. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, guys, it's it, what an atmosphere. It's, you know, to have, you know, this is a big time atmosphere. And I'll never take anything away from what the past coaches did, but you could just tell there was a different electricity running around that campus on that day with everybody talking about the new facilities that are going to be built, uh, what's ahead. Mario's was focusing in on a lot of the kids who came out and a lot of the legends and, um, I kind of put my thing in to, to see Ted Hendricks come out next year because how long, we don't know how long Ted will be with us, but uh, arguably with the greatest hurricane ever wear uh, University of Miami uniform, three-time consensus All-American. And I said, you know, we got to have him out there because, I mean, his name's up everywhere. Uh, everybody always talks about him. Um, 11-time pro bowler, Hall of Famer, uh, you know, and he's one of your own. And, uh, you know, and somebody who – in the early days, uh, you know, the middle 60s was somebody who really put this program on the map nationally. And, uh, yeah, it was really nice, uh, you know, and, and I like I like that, uh, you know, that uh, Coach Cristobal and all the coaches were walking around talking with the parents, talking with the kids. And, you know, it was really nice. And you could see Frank Ponce, you know, he was busy all day. We t had a chance to talk to him as well. And, um, you know, it, it, towards the end, Jazz Jazz was hunting down uh, some of the uh, coaches that were there. Charlie Strong, uh, Coach Gaddis, who I uh, incidentally sent a picture today of uh, Coach Gaddis when he played at Wake Forest uh, to Jazz. You know, th that just shows you. I mean, he was a uh, 
big time safety, and now he's an offensive. Coordinator. He's an offensive guy. That's unbelievable, right? <laughs> that shows you. But uh, yeah, I uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I think it was well done. Uh, you know, the time was really good, and and we found out that the reason why the time they held the time is because they had the, those big kid, big time kids to entertain in the afternoon. Uh, you know, give an opportunity for them to see you know, and hear about the program and, uh, you know, you could have all those legends on hand. So it was uh, a win-win all the way around. Here, here was a couple of other guys for, for anybody that's watching now, for you guys that were there, Reggie Wayne, who recently retired, right? He's the he's yeah. wide receivers coach for, for the saints. And he was out there. Right. Uh, that was huge. Roscoe Parrish was out there. Uh, Lamar Thomas was out there. Um, and by the way, Martin Bibla looks like uh, Brock Lesnar. At this point, yeah, he's a big boy. He's it's unbelievable. Boy. I, I saw this guy from far, and I'm like, what is Brock Lesnar doing um, at the U, uh, uh, who obviously played played college football as well, right? Uh, yeah. A pretty, yeah, pretty good yeah. prospect uh, in his own right. But no, but uh, – and his kids. By the way, uh, both of his kids were there. Uh, I believe one of them is – one is Magnus, and the other one is Logan, I think, Logan Bibla. Anyways, both good-looking kids. One's a tight end. The other one's a defensive end. Um, and they both look they, – they look like a – like they can, they 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 could probably play college football in the next year or so, which I think they are twenty twenty three kids anyway. So, uh, yeah. well, one of one of them is the older one. Um, twenty four kid, the, the younger one. The one. He's a, and he's a big kid too. I mean, so uh, they take after his dad definitely. But uh, there was so much uh, talent there, like you said, uh, Blue, in the form of the legends, right? Not not necessarily the 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 kids. Although there was some good talent with the kids as well. But I was just the thing I think that kind of blew me away the most was the intensity that I saw from the coaching staff. And, and and you get guys that are Miami guys, right? So you've got, you know, Roland Smith, who's a Miami guy. You've got, you know, some of these other coaches, yeah, you crystal ball with the intensity. Mirabal is a Miami guy, you know, uh, what I mean, he's from here. So, you know, you love to see that those guys come on, they have intensity and they have that passion for the school. Yeah. But the one guy that kind of threw me off because I saw so much from him, uh, I, I didn't realize, I, and I think he might have a pretty bright future in this. He's a he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, but Jason Taylor, uh, Jason Taylor's intensity when he was coaching up these defensive ends was absolutely incredible to me. And I was just like, this he gets it. He's here, but he has that. You know, he's not just here because he's a name, right? He's not just here because he's a Hall of Fame defensive end, which obviously is great. But just the way that he was coaching these kids up and the way that he was talking to them, you saw the intensity there, and you're like, okay, I mean, Mario Cristobal knows what the hell he's doing, man, bringing these type of these type of kids in. And then you you, you got the other guys like the um, uh, Sabbath Joseph and and some of the other coaches that were there. You just see the difference. And again, not a knock, but a knock um, between Paradise and Legends Camp is that is was definitely that intensity of of the coaches and and how they were interacting with all the kids no matter if it was a 12 year old kid or you know freshman in high school or yeah. a senior in high school they were they were the same with everybody it was really nice to see um you know i, I don't know <clears throat> if there was one specific kid that stood out like to the extent of you know when you see a kid like emory williams perform at a like you like you mentioned blue and, and max's show yesterday at at that fsu camp you know a few years back or whatever um and and said this kid's got the goods and but there were some kids out there that looked pretty good and i think that could definitely be a part of 
you know, uh, the plans for the Miami Hurricanes down the road within within the next year or so. Um, yeah. Any kids that you that you thought maybe stood out? And obviously, I know Vish. I, I apologize. I know you guys weren't there. Um, but if you have any questions for Blue or myself, please go ahead and, and let us know also. But uh, I guess the next question is, you know, who stood out to you, Blue? Well, as I said before, the kid, the kid from Dillard was really, really good. The young kid from uh, Miami Central, Ezekiel, the linebacker, who mm. is only a 2015 kid. But I'll tell you what, uh, that is a target because he, at this time in his career, he's way ahead, way ahead of Wesley Besaint as, as well, you know, as far as his – you know, he, I mean, the kid started as a freshman in the, in the state championship game. Uh, so it kind of tells you a little bit about him. He fills up the charts. Uh, and as we said, Colin Hurley, he makes all the throws. Uh, you know, you love to see a guy like that. Then they had a couple of other kids that, you know, as you mentioned, uh, that were young kids. But there's a couple of kids that were like uh, rec- uh, that were committed to other schools. But came down, you know, to, to see w- what their value was with a lot. Because believe it, all those coaches are watching this. I mean, this is, you know, it wasn't one one of these things where the coaches would go off into a, you know, and walk away. Because I, I think in past events that were held on those days, I think the Miami, some of the Miami coaches kind of disappeared and, you know, took a couple of kids upstairs. Didn't happen. Mario won't, you see, that's the one thing. I, I, I can't emphasize it enough. Um, it's all business with him, you know. I mean, he, you know, he was, you know, he, he and he knows to who to acknowledge and he knows who to to hang out with. And uh, he, I'm telling you, you know, I mean, the, the man is like a politician in a lot of ways because you know he's he's all over the field. Uh, and two guys that you didn't mention with Miami roots is Frank Ponce. Uh, you know, you used to play quarterback at Miami High back in the day. And, and I think you talk about a meteoric rise. There's a guy that most likely is Miami's next OC, you know, because we know that uh, Josh Gaddis is a, a big time guy and he's, you know, going to entertain a lot of um, offers over the next couple of years. So I think when he moves on, you got uh, Frank Ponce, who's really, I think, is really good. You mentioned Sabbath Joseph, played his uh, football at Miami Central. Uh, and the one thing about Jason Taylor, people don't realize, I mean, here's a Hall of Famer who's, you know, his days are, you know, of, of getting crazy or over. No. I mean, I watched him coach at St. Thomas Aquinas. That man hates to lose. And I mean, I'll tell you what. I mean, he he loves coaching. He loves to um, he loves to compete. And uh, a perfect example is. um Nick Benito, who came over from U school to play at St. Thomas, uh, you know, before he went off to Oklahoma, it was because of Jason Taylor showing him a couple of moves against St. John Bosco in the game like five, six years ago that got him on the radar. You know, the kid was a really physical guy. And then here he is getting drafted by the Denver Broncos. So impact, he's an impact guy. Uh, You know, I mean, also, uh, uh, Kenny Phillips was there and, 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 uh, uh, uh the other uh, Phillips that was just drafted, uh, oh, uh, Jalen Phillips, yeah. Jalen Phillips. Yeah. Greg was there, he but... shows up to a lot of things and being in the, in the community, you know, uh, you know, for a California guy, he's really immersed himself in the area. And I think that that's the one thing you talk to parents and that's the one thing guys, it's real. It's not put on. 
This is this is how Miami's going to be from now on. It's an all business situation, but it's going to be a lot of good PR coming out of there. And um, you know what? There's no, especially with the facilities coming, uh, the sky's the limit. And you know that. I mean, look at who they, you know, and, and who they're picking up lately with Ray Ray and Rashada and guys like that. These are big time guys. These are guys that were courted by some of the best in power five. Heck, Ray Ray was committed to Clemson. And that's a team that's been in the playoffs, what, five out of the last seven years. So, yeah, it's no fooling around. They're going for the jugular right now. And as you mentioned, uh, this next week or so, maybe a couple of weeks can be really busy. Yeah, I mean, now we've got this, um, you know, this silent period or dead period per se. Now starting, I think it starts today, as a matter of fact. Uh, the 27th it started, yeah. Oh, it started the 27th. Okay, so a couple of days ago. So you won't hear a lot from the coaches, but you'll hear a lot from the players. You'll hear a lot from, you know, we obviously we saw how, um, hey, big shout out to everybody that's in. There we go. Miami Flow's in the show. What's going on, Flow Daddy? Uh, big shout out to Flow, Daryl, Gary. Uh, for and everybody in the uh, anybody who's uh checking this out yeah look for me i think the oh by the way sean spence was out there we hadn't seen sean yes spence in, i don't know how long but sean spence was out there looks great uh yeah he does he looks he looks awesome um i mean they're everybody i feel like yeah, man everybody was out Antro row was out there also um we got to see a lot of guys so it was it was really nice it's just it's a culture change completely. Yeah, and it's right. not it's it's obviously the financial. When's the last time you heard Sean Spence around, right? It's not it's yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's also, frankly, this has been an embarrassing program to be around. Like if you're a legend, whether on the college or the professional level, and you see some of the stuff that's been going, you don't want to go back over there and be associated with it. Yeah, so I mean that tells you a lot, been, right? Considering yeah, who's there. Well, so it's been a complete it's obviously the financial changes substantive and and tangible. But just you mentioned Jason Taylor, like he doesn't have to be doing this. No. Right? It's just it's that attitude of competing at the highest level. Ed Orgeron doesn't need to be doing yeah. this. No, national, right. title. national championship <laughs> coach. He does not need to be out there. But you know, people that are that successful have that drive, right? And they're channeling that now onto the field. So yeah. it doesn't matter what role you put them in, they're gonna expect perfection and, and hold the team to that standard. It's completely different from from what we've seen where we've seen kind of bad football bad practice habits and kind of toleration of that it's just yep. that, that that's over it's not going to all down. be it's not going to be all sunshine and roses obviously it's going to be buffs oh, along down. the way but i think it's where you'll find the character of this program going forward is when they struggle and how they respond to it and it's not going to be my make, it's not going to be making excuses it's not going to be you know saying oh we caught a bad break it's going to be fixing it and what you'll see is you'll see them grow out of that. And that's where we never, you know, the last 20 years, we never took the Because there were times where we kind of picked up a little bit, right? And obviously not to this level in terms of recruiting and investment. But we're like, oh, if we can just, you know, elevate a little bit more. And it was always a backslide. Because it was always, the foundation was never strong like this. Right. It was always, we get enough talent to, you know, get to nine wins or ten wins. But the foundation itself was not solid. So you can't build higher than that. So... It's just a completely different energy. And I think, you know, the pessimists will say things like, well, how many times has Miami been back? I think there there is really tangible difference, not just in the investment, but in the caliber of people here and their attitude. Jason Taylor is not going to, you know, come here 
and, and to go seven and five or something, right? I mean, that's just that's not why they're here. Yeah. So so and and that's gonna just that's gonna permeate through the whole program. ZJ, I know, did you say? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go yes. Ahead. Yeah. Um. And I think Jazz made an interesting point when he said, you know, the entire coaching staff was not just walking away from the drills, but extremely involved in them. I think that's because they are actually very good talent talent evaluators as opposed to the previous staff. I mean, sure, you can recruit, and that's one thing, but it's another thing to be able to scout and develop talent. And I think you, know, you have a complete coaching staff that's able to do that. And, you know, these types of camps, kids know that too. Recruits know that. And, you know, the better – this coaching staff recruits and obviously results on the field will tell all, but the more that's going to draw in big names. I mean, this is a coaching staff that, you know, to put it lightly, knows the game of football a lot better, I think, than the previous staff. And as a result, I think you're going to attract higher quality and get and get higher quality, especially when it comes to these camps. And, you know, and even, even the coaches that did stick around, which I think it was really just – Coach Field, Stephen Field, you can just tell he's that type of guy, right? He's the type of guy that belongs here. So, um, moving along because I think that uh, listen, we've got some re- we got some really good news um, the past couple of days with some, as you mentioned earlier, blue some big time prospects. Uh, we'll start off first with um, the most recent one, which is possibly the most exciting one so far. Also, I, don't, I think people don't realize how good of a player. Nathaniel Ray Ray Joseph is blue. You've gotten to see him a lot. You you mentioned it. Five year starter at the varsity level, even as an eighth grader. The kid is electric, and he's going to get by people, and he's going to smoke defenses. He's a playmaker. He's committed Clemson, right? One of the top programs in the country. Tell me a little bit about how you feel about Ray Ray Joseph committing to the Canes. It, it brings you to that next level. As I said, you know, I mean, this isn't a kid who was committed to Southwest Louisiana. I mean, he was committed to a, a power five school that everybody regards as one of the top five, six every year in Clemson. Um, I think I thought the real change in the recruiting came up in Palm Beach when we were all there for the uh, for the day. And they had all those schools, those 10 schools and you had coach Gaddis was there and Clemson's coaches were there. And, and it just seemed like, you know, I mean, that it may not last with, with Clemson and, and especially you have Luther Campbell, who's a lifelong university of Miami fan as his head coach, uh, you know, pushing along the way. But although I thought that may be a detriment, I thought maybe, you know, he would talk them Miami up too much to him. Uh, but he didn't. He, you know, I, I think that uh, for once I'll praise Luther as being an asset here. Uh, and it, but what you get in somebody like that is instantaneous offense. He's a he flies. He's one of those guys that when you watch him play, you say, "Oh, okay, that's why." Because he jets. He's. He, I mean, he's a mismatch. If he, like I told the guys last night, if he ends up getting on a linebacker and then a safety, what? See ya. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, he's he's gonna ha- he's going to really take a lot of the heat off of the some of the other receivers. He's gonna back the when he goes out for passes, he's gonna back the linebackers up. So that's gonna open up your running ga- game a little bit more because a safety's not gonna be able to do it alone. He's gonna have to get chipped at the line sooner or later. So like some of the really really good slot guys, 
uh, and that takes another player away. And and then you start. That's when you have a guy like uh, you know. Even we're hopefully Gaddis will be here for him for his freshman year, and which I think he will. And he'll he'll even enhance him because he can get him into the rotation and taking nothing away from Burchard Smith or or um, Restrepo uh, because they're great role players and they're going to do what they do. But Ray Rose at a different level. I mean, his speed, um, his understanding of the game. Um, he does really well in the classroom as well. So, yeah, I'm excited. I think that here's a guy that, I mean, if uh, Miami never really fights for those ki- those kids that, you know, and, and that's been a criticism. How come we don't get more kids to stay home? And, uh, you know, why are they always going to Alabama? And why are they always going to, you know, Mississippi or Clemson? Or And I think now by getting him, that kind of, kind of shuts some people up and uh, because here's one of those marquee kids who could have gone anywhere. And uh, you know, he chose to stay home and play for Miami, everybody. And and even as we'll, we'll speak about Rashada, they all mention the future and they all mention that what's happening at Miami is something special. So that's so, where you're going to so get. So, Lou, is that is that the answer to to Edward's question, which I put on the screen? Like, why didn't the prior staff really go in for Ray Ray? Was it just they didn't they weren't up for the fight, essentially? Yeah, or? I don't think they thought they had a chance to get him. You know, I mean, and Mario Cristobal, even when he coached at FIU, would go up against the big teams because he didn't care because he figures what he has to offer and his staff have to offer is better than anybody else, and that's. I'm sure when he gets you in those offices and talks to you and walks you around and points out all the guys that he could be, you know, the next Kevin Williams, the next, you know, great guy that's played at Miami. Um, I think that he, you know, it hits home and the very fact, because I don't, I'm not sure if you know, but it's a close, they're a close knit family. Uh, Ray Ray's family is really close knit. His cousin Hilton was a, probably one of the best players that ever played at North Miami, a quarterback for a couple of years. And now his other cousin is Flex Joseph, a running back at at um, FIU. So the family is just really close. And I think that had another, uh, uh, you know, because I, I talk to the family a lot and I know them and I've known them ever since, you know, because of the, his youth football ties and his uncle's a uh, uh, head of Northside optimist and, um, yeah, I think that was one of the reasons why, Jazz, you know, and, and to answer the question the gentleman said is I don't think the other regime really could have pulled him in. And um, and they were there. Uh, you know, a lot of the Penn State coaches were at that that day, and I think Miami really made a dent that day from Coach Gaddis staying from 11 o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night. That Hey, listen, whether you think so or not, that's something that these kids will talk about, and they'll say, "Did you see that coach? He was here early, and he stayed all the way." That makes a that makes a huge difference. Mario Cristobal learned that from Greg Schiano. So I mean, so you take a little bit of what you learn, and and I had uh, Coach Mike Loxley on my show the other night uh, on the radio show, uh, Maryland head coach, who was given an opportunity uh, by Nick Saban, just like Mario was, to learn. You know, he put him in a position of authority of his, as an offensive coordinator, and you learn these things. You come out of the school of Saban, 
thinking, hey, you know what? Nobody is going to be better than us because we're learning from somebody and arguably one of the best, if not the best, college football coaches of all time. So it's important, just like a Bill Belichick, to have a tree like that uh, and, and, and learn because when you learn, you know how they say, you know, just sit like what Frank uh, Ponce is doing now. He's going to watch every move that that Gaddis does. He's going to make watch every single move. Uh, the same thing with the defensive coaches. They're going to watch Coach Steele. He's been there, done that before. That's how you elevate your game, and I think that they have an opportunity now uh, to do that. They have the coaches on staff. As you and I said, Jazz, look, you got somebody like Charlie Strong. I mean, here's a guy that's been a head coach for you know at a major major schools before, and and he's had to build his own structure so you know that he understands where mario's coming from so he's willing to put in the hours and you know i mean and that's the way it is mario runs a tight ship early in the morning late at night and uh he's gonna outwork everybody and that's why miami's definitely on the rise i mean you get what you put in and they're putting in a lot yeah, we, we had talked about that previously, how crazy it is that Charlie Strong's our linebackers cap coach when a few years ago, if we named him head coach, we wouldn't have batted an eye at that. Yeah. Like, hey, man, I mean, seems, I mean, not, maybe not choice number one, but you know that, let's see if this works. It's not like outlandish and right. the linebackers right. coach. Yeah, we all would have been, all right, cool, man. That's yeah, not let's, bad. let's see, let's see if this work. works. Yeah, it's not bad. He was great yeah. at Louisville. Maybe he's got something here. Texas, um, Louisville, South yeah. Florida. He's, South Florida. You know, he's had a lot of experience. Florida yes. with the Gators. Um, Florida, right. V- Vish and DJ, what are your thoughts on Ray Ray? That is a DJ question. Uh, I really like. Vish didn't do his homework this time. <laughs> he didn't study. I, I know his. I, on, I, mean, I, I mean, Blue just spent 20 minutes talking about what I'm going to say. Good receiver. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, nobody can compete with Blue. Let's be honest here. But, um. No, but Danny, I, you work hard, man. You you you're uh, the one that breaks you, down though. all these guys, and and I read all your stuff. So you should step up to the plate as well, and 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 talk about them. Damn right. I appreciate that, but um, I like you know I like Joseph. I think you know Blue talked about his speed. That's the first thing that popped out to me when I was watching his uh, highlights. His speed is game changing, and he's one of those players where just get him the football and let him go to work. Get him the football. Let him, you know, make things happen after the catch. And, you know, he could be that dynamic playmaker that, you know, Miami has been missing for quite a while. You talk about the types of quarterbacks that Miami is recruiting, pocket passers that can throw the deep ball. I think they pair very well with Joseph. And we'll talk about Rashada in a little bit. But Joseph could be a game changer, and if I was Mario Cristobal, I would do everything I can to try to find ways to get him the ball. Yeah, good point. Good point for sure. So, um, so we do have a question in the chat. I'm not going to yeah. share it if you read the username. But I'll read the question out, because. Uh, but you think we have a chance at Jaden Wayne? Mr. Weed, Mr. Weed, 50-50. Yeah, Mr. Weed, 50-50. You won't say the first part of the name. Sorry about that, buddy. But... <laughs> uh, you, you know what? I guess we'll address that before we get to Jaden Rashada. Uh, first of all, J- Jaden Wayne, um, hell of a player. Five-star kid out of the West Coast. Um, I know that he is very much in the mix for the Miami Hurricanes. Uh, you know, if you, it depends on who you ask, but you've gotten a couple, couple people uh, that are – experts um 
have kind of put in a crystal ball or kind of said that he is a, a strong Miami lean and could definitely pick the Hurricanes uh, when it's all said and done. You probably see more tape or have seen him play a little bit more than I have, Blue, uh, maybe even DJ. But um, what's your take on? Uh, yeah, that's and that's another thing. Tab, good, good, good call there. Yeah, he is transferring over to IMG now. So I mean that that builds even better for us. I think that it was uh, it was probably a battle between us and Oregon, if I'm not mistaken. Before now that he's here at IMG, it's um, Georgia's definitely going to be in the mix as well. So. Um, I think that but here's the thing, right? Like how exciting is it that we're like, oh, you know, Georgia's in the mix now with Miami and Alabama's in the mix now with Miami, like legitimately, right? It's not like, oh, he's just throwing Miami in the mix just because I think it's, it's kind of like, no, this is a battle now. And, and Mario's, you know, listen, if he's leaning Miami, this is huge. Five-star kid coming in playing uh, at IMG now. Uh, Blue, any, any thoughts on Jaden Wayne? Obviously, he's a he's a very talented young man, and and moving closer. I don't know if you anybody realizes what a an asset that's going to be because now you can keep your eye on him at all times. His progress, he could see. You know, Miami couldn't. You know, when you have a when you don't have any dark uh, periods, and Miami can go out. Obviously, during the season, they're not going to be flying out to the or you know to the West Coast. So now they can just take that you know, short flight over to Bradenton or drive or whatever they do. I'm sure they fly. Uh, but uh, <laughs> if Nick Saban could have a helicopter, they could fly. Yeah. They, um, But, yeah, no, and he's an asset. And I think that reading – I read something on him the other day where he's – you know, he had Miami maybe in the rear view, rear view mirror. But now with all these – all of a sudden things happening and you're getting marquee kids committing. Um, I think he's changed his tune and Miami. Now Miami's never really had a presence at IMG before, you know, they had the, the, the receiver kid Redding, I believe played there. Uh, and then they have one other player back in the, uh, maybe three, four years ago, but Miami's never been a presence. And I, and I go to those IMG games and let me tell you something. It's, you know, it's usually Alabama and Ohio State kids and SC, but now Miami's getting in that mix. They're going to get visible attention because they play a national schedule. Yeah, to answer his question, I think Miami's got a really good shot. And, uh, you know, I I mean, and he could help in a lot of ways. I mean, immediately can come in and, 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 and make, you know, make an impression. Um, DJ, any, any words on, on Jaden Wayne? Well, he's already measured in at six foot four, two hundred seventy pounds. Yeah, Jaleel Skinner too. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. I remember um, reading something that he was a two way athlete, but I think with that size, um, he would be best suited as an edge rusher. He's a dynamic player, and you know we've seen Miami try to address the edge rusher position over the course of this off season, and this would be <laughs> a very good. Uh, place to put it mildly to continue to try and build that position I mean he's a dynamic player he's the type of player you need um, in in today's game of football like I've said before edge rushers now have their own category in NFL free agency so you know that just speaks to you know how important a good edge rusher is and you know the type of talent he can bring to the table because boy he is a good one by the way, uh, real quick before we continue, it's, it's um, no surprise here. Uh, Blue, you just posted on on Instagram a little while ago your the top twenty five for uh, high school football, 
And it's no surprise. IMG is ranked fourth in the yeah. country. Uh, you know, so, I mean, that's huge. Miami right Central gets right to play right them there this year. And you got uh, Shamana Madonna. Miami Central's eighth in the country. Madonna's seventh in the country. St. Thomas, 11th. Uh, and you've got uh, Buford, Georgia, another school that I know Miami likes to uh, recruit at. Um, Westlake, American Heritage is number 15. Uh, uh, you got uh, Grayson, 20, uh, number 24, which I think uh, Jeff, uh, Jay Garcia played at, at Grayson, right? If I'm not mistaken. No, he was at Valdosta. Oh, Valdosta. Okay. Grayson was uh, Thomas Davis, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, Grayson. Gotcha. Grayson's had uh, some pretty really. Oh, pretty they've good had some teams. really they, good players. Yeah. Yeah. They give they give they give Florida teams fits when they play. But uh, Shamanah beat Buford last year seven to nothing up there. Wow, that's a big that's a big time. Uh, and then Lakeland's number twenty five, which is uh, home of uh, Cormani McLean now. Who? Uh, yeah, who, yeah. Another and who's in a bunch of other guys that used to be at Lake Gibson. <laughs> well, yeah, right, right, right. Um, Don Bosco, another one in New Jersey. Anyways, so there's, I mean, a lot of those schools. Guess, guess, guess who's there recruiting a lot of those players? Yeah, yeah. it's about time, right? It's about time. Um, yeah, so, again, Jaden Wayne is another big-time guy. Uh, Shout-out to the general who's in the chat. Uh, sub gentlemen, hope all is well. Blue the legend, of course, always, baby. Uh, Sosa, what's going on? Alexander Sosa, six rings. How you doing, Blue? Uh, Degenerates in the house. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Degenerates are always in the house. Uh, we do appreciate you guys checking us out. All right, so let's let's – Let's get on. Let's get on to another one. Who, you know, I guess, you know, anybody who's not in the know of what's going on with recruiting, uh, you know, we took a we took a second quarterback in this class. Not only did we take a second quarterback, we took another. We took one of the top quarterbacks in this class, right? Top five quarterback in the country, if you ask me. Um, <laughs> elite eleven participant now in the finals, along with Emory Williams. Who, yeah, I was going to say you have two of you them. Know, Two, two elite eleven guys that are committed to Miami. Not, I don't think another school can say that right now, which is which is pretty uh, pretty big, and they're out there in California right now doing their thing. So, um, we spoke about Emory last week. Now we got now we got Jaden who committed on Sunday. Uh, I mean, listen, it, it, and I know a lot of people are like, "Well, Emory's going to hit." You know, he's going to decommit any moment now. If you if you heard Emory's comments on no, he's not this whole situation. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. This is what I love about this program before we get into Rashada is the transparency that Mario has with all of the guys that he's recruiting. Emory knew from the from the beginning. We are taking two quarterbacks. We want you to be one of them. We want you to compete. We want you to come out here and be the best that you can be and, and so on and so forth, right? So full yeah. transparency was was the first thing that Coach Cristobal told Emory, told Jaden, told them all, told t- tells everybody. So, you know, if you're not in the know, now you're in the know. Emory's not going anywhere. Jada Rashada, Blue, talk to me. Top-end guy. Uh, you yeah. know, I mean, a lot of people say you look at the guys that Miami has, um, and obviously the one guy that really stands out would be Jake Garcia because he came out of high school very, very highly uh, touted. Remember, Tyler Van Dyke didn't, and we had to beat people over the head, you know, to, to, to say, hey, listen, this kid's going to be pretty special. As I said, you know, last night with Max and him, uh, uh, we, we talked about how I saw him first as a baseball player. And I thought, wow, he's got quick hands. He's going to be very special. Well, Jaden Rashada comes in as a refined quarterback, somebody who's played the position, uh, who's been groomed, uh, who's been competitive in the seven-on-seven circuit. Uh, his, his team 
you know, gears around him, uh, throws the ball real well, has some mobility too if he needs to get out of the pocket, but he's a good-sized kid. That's the one thing people don't understand. They keep yelling, uh, you know, take this kid, take this kid, but Miami's not geared to taking 5'11 or 6-foot quarterbacks right now, not when your room is 6'5, 6'4, 6'3, 6'3, six, now 6'3 and a half. Uh, you know, I mean, even Peyton Matosha is six four. So, you know, I mean, you you got you got dudes, and uh, he just joins a, a you know a group under the tutelage of Frank Ponce, under the tutelage of um, of Coach Gaddis, who's done a tremendous job. Uh, and he he what I think the the thing that got gets me is his maturity. I mean, he addressed, and you guys saw, he addressed all these rumors with a letter. Which, by the way, no kids should have to do that crap. No, that's, I know, but he did do it. Way. But he, he did. did do it, and I think it shows a lot of, uh, you know, character on his point, you know, to say, hey, listen, this is where I stand. That's it. I don't ever want to say anything again. You know, this is where I come from. But that shows leadership. That shows that he's really ready to come down here and, and, and battle. And, and I think it's very important to understand that Miami through the years has developed a lot of the quarterbacks. Remember Jim Kelly back in the day was taken when everybody wanted him as a linebacker, you know, I mean, especially Penn state. Uh, and, and you take a look at Vinny Testaverde, who was a really good quarterback, but he wasn't like ballyhooed out of high school and he played up in Elmar, Elmar, New York. And he wasn't, a guy that everybody, you know, because I think our quarterbacks nowadays, California, Texas really breeds them because of the fact that that's there's a lot of emphasis. In the state of Florida, everyone goes, well, why don't we really produce more? Is because they use the athletes in this in this state because we have such great athletes that can play four or five positions. You always say to yourself, you know, we got to put the best athlete behind center. You know, I mean, and it happens. I mean, you know, in – but I don't – and, like, a buddy of mine just texted me, and he's listening, and he says, well, Emery Williams is one of those guys. Yeah, but he comes from almost a different state. It's a different time zone up in the panhandle. So it's really not – you. I always look at Florida, and, and the, the athletes that they produce are from Orlando down through Tampa. And, and, you know, and Jacksonville has some kids too, but that's the way it is. I think that people have to understand that – the recruiting game in, in Carl Gables has changed. I mean, it's not, there's no, there's no blueprint anymore. It's going to be the best athletes you're going after, whether they're the number one rated guy or because your coaches do enough homework and go out and scout like Frank, uh, like coach Ponds and see these kids play when he has a talent to understand how this kid's going to develop or how that kid's going to develop. That's what recruiting is. I mean, you know, anybody could say, well, yeah, he's a five-star. We'll take him and sign him because I had an argument about that with somebody else. But you have to understand, guys, I mean, when they say, I have, you know, you have an eye for talent, it's because these guys know what to look for. And you sometimes you have to project. And while other people go, well, you know, he's okay. But you know what? If, if he gets into our system, he's smart enough to pick things up. He's athletic enough, and he's going to Zoom. And that's what you, I mean, that's a chance you take a lot of times, but I think that with Mario Cristobal, what he did, you know, when I think it began all the way back when he was at Rutgers and as an assistant coach, he was, he came down to Florida 
and got the 5A player of the year, you know, as an assistant coach. I mean, that just, you know, that just doesn't happen because he has the eye for talent and everybody on that staff. And we mentioned him over and over again, understands the same thing. And that's why Miami is at a different level that they've never been before. And again, no knock on coach Rick, no knock on anybody who's been here. It's just, it's a fact. You just can't, if you, if you have average coaches, you stay average. And uh, that, that was the one thing that when I talked to coach Cristobal, he says to me, what do you think the reason is that Miami is not further ahead or that how we haven't been further ahead? And I said, because a lot of these coaches that they have on staff have never really taken the time and, and around the clock to elevate these kids and to teach them and to stay in their ear. Uh, a lot of them baby them. And that's why people leave sometimes. And, and I see it at some schools now where a new coach comes in, but that new coach will get in your face. That new coach will, make sure you get to class and he won't just say, well, go to class. You know, that's the difference. You have people, uh, the first speech that he made with his, his, uh, this, this team was accountability and transparent transparency. Everybody's accountable for everything that goes on. Cause if you're accountable for yourself, the team becomes better. And that's what I think his philosophy has been. Um, and I think that's why Miami is on, on a path that, they haven't been like, you know, since Jimmy and Jimmy Johnson and Dennis Erickson and those guys were here around. So, yeah. Uh, and I think that people like Rashada uh, see that, you know, I mean, even a far away, he could see it because remember we talked about the perception jazz that, you know, around here, we understand that Miami's on the rise and they're doing this and that, but in Lompoc, California, they have no clue. You know, they all they are to them is a seven and six team you know, that has struggled in the past. And uh, that's why you got to give everybody credit because Miami's yet to play a game, but they're really doing such a great job now. Imagine when they put a, together nine wins or 10 wins in a season. It's going to be magic. Yep, I agree. DJ, closing out on, on Jaden Rashada, what's your take? Very good quarterback. When I watched his highlights, I was impressed with his ball placement. He has a purpose for each throw. If he needs to go high, he goes high. If he needs to go low, he goes low. Um, a very good deep ball passer and someone much like the receivers match up well with the quarterback. The quarterback um, matches up well with the receivers that, that Miami has gotten. So we've talked about, you know, fits throughout the entire program, whether it be the running backs and the offensive linemen, yada, yada, the quarterbacks and the wide receivers Rashada and these receivers you know they will fit very well he's a dynamic playmaker he throws a very good ball and this was a massive get for Miami I'm excited about it also because I think that this this quarterback room is just absolutely insane man I can't I, I, I <laughs> to have all these guys in there and all these guys that are going to be there, right? Like, hey, look, listen, I'm not I'm not saying that. Could one transfer out? I know you spoke about it, Blue, you know, Peyton Matocha or some, something like that. Yeah, it could happen. But when you have that type of uh, that type of um, uh, competition in, in, in one room like that, there's no, there's they're bound to just be absolutely incredible. Right. Uh, someone, someone's going to stand down. Someone's going to ball. And that's what you want, and you're getting that now already. So I'm really right, excited. I agree. About that. And Vish, you know that you have a guy like Jake Garcia who was 
as highly regarded as anybody. Yep. And he's right there in the mix. He's never going, he's not going anywhere. So that's what you're going to get uh, next year when Van Dyke moves on to the next level. You're going to have, I mean, it's, I mean, it's probably next spring is going to be probably the most fun spring to watch because it's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. The, it's it's yeah, all that, about building depth. And that, that speaks to the strength of the program right now and the confidence in it because Jake Garcia could easily transfer. I'm not, you know, I can go somewhere and start right now. Right. But he wants to he wants to stick this out because he wants to be here. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. And uh, if he wasn't out. hurt, you know, he may have been in this situation where Van Dyke's in. So. Yep. Very true. Uh, shout out to Lex in the building, Mark Stamper. Yeah. Uh, we'll answer real quick. I'll answer that quick question from Mark. Uh, regarding recruiting and if, we, if we're going to go to other states that aren't necessarily talent-rich in football or have great football talent. Uh, you've seen them do it before. Connecticut is not huge on, on talent when it comes to football. TVD played in Connecticut. Uh, you're going to see them go and grab one or you know one guy or two guys. Obviously, they're going to concentrate more on the Californias and the Texases, obviously your own state of Florida, Georgia, um, things like that, uh, more than anything else. But at, at the same time, man, where, where there's talent – these guys are big-time talent evaluators. They're going to find it, and they're going to be able to come out um, and get some of the best players. That even the school, uh, even the 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 the, uh, the states that don't have, you know, just a, a ton of, of football talent, they'll find them, uh, and, and they'll be able to see it. So uh, yeah, the other thing I would say that um, is what we talked a lot about the South Florida ties for a lot of people and staff. There's also they worked all over the country, Gaston, right. Michigan, a lot of like Mario obviously is at Oregon, so they'll have connections. Even though now, obviously, like Jess said. You know, lock down your home area first, right? We're going to be focused heavily on South Florida in particular. But you know, if there's a kid coming up, you know, in the Pacific Northwest that that looks like Miami type town, like Mario knows the coaches out there, right? So yeah, I, I expect us to be able to, to cast a wider net, just because one of the the issues we struggle with over several cycles of previous staffs is very insular in our hiring. They they've been in Miami or they've been around this for a long time. They don't have that wide network. So we, we he's assembled a staff that has experience everywhere. So they're just going to have more connections to be able to take advantage of that. Yep, absolutely. Shout out to uh, Les. What's up, uh, you nation? What's going on? Uh, so, so, yeah, regional connections and expertise. That's exactly what it is right there. So, so many coaches from so many different places. Um, I, they're, they're, they're definitely going to find the talent wherever it is. Uh, since we don't have much, much longer, we've got, <laughs> we've got like three or four minutes and that's fine, man. And recruiting dominates the space right now anyway. So we're excited about it, but we do want to mention something that a lot of people are actually excited and some are maybe disappointed that, um, you know, that it, it kind of turned out per se, the way, the way it, it, it was is a scheduling uh, model that the SEC the ACC has come out with now starting in 2023. Uh, it's a 355, if I'm not mistaken, Vish. Um, you can um, yeah, it's a it's a 355 model, yeah. which basically means there's three ACC teams you play every year, so you kind of cycle home and away with those three teams, and then there's five that you play in two year sequences. So you play home and away against those teams for two years, then you don't play them anymore. For the next two years, and you play the other five, and then if you do the math, that's the whole ACC. So the the big positive is, you know, you don't go eight nine years without playing a team in the ACC, which is what has happened in the past. Right. Um, if they're if they're in the Atlantic and they're not Florida State, we hit them sporadically. Um, now it's within within three years, essentially, you will played everyone at least once. So you um, have three primary. 
primary two. Yeah, yeah, year. and and so so those you play every year. So Florida State was an obvious one. The other two that they gave us were Boston College and Louisville, and I think at least for me and you know reading my Twitter feed and kind of actually looking at Virginia Tech fans as well. As well I can't believe they killed that rivalry. Um, that is, we don't have a lot of longstanding rivalries. Like Florida's a rival that won't play us. Virginia Tech, we've been playing them for 35 years or whatever it is. For them to kill that, like going back to our Big East days. That's been that, some of the most fun games that we've ever I, seen. I don't understand. It didn't really make sense. Like we don't really have anything going on with Louisville. I'm not sure why why that choice was made. Um, and and one of Virginia Tech's teams is Wake Forest. It feels like they could have easily switched that, had us play Virginia Tech and have Wake Forest play Louisville. So I, so yeah, so we're not going to play Virginia Tech every year anymore. Which to me was, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of this format. I think this is way better. I like to hit every team. And actually, now if you're if you go to college now, like in the ACC, and you stay for your four years, you'll have played every ACC team home and away at least once, right. which is much better in my opinion than. You know, you play Clemson once every eight years. I think it's cool. Right? I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, I'm good with the schedule. I like yeah, it. I definitely like the format, but the but I still don't understand how we're not playing Virginia Tech. What about Boston See, College, DJ? How are they how are they feeling about playing Miami? Well, because they've I done think... pretty well against Miami. I, I don't know. You yeah. heard it right there. You heard his answer. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they have done pretty well against Miami. Uh, Doug Flutie would like a word with you, Jazz. And um, oh, no, God. but uh, you know, that would be one. That would be he could one look Miami at me in the game. eyes. At least he could look at me face to face. You know what, Doug Flutie, Jazz, Doug Flutie. No, but um, at least that will be one game where I can actually go to, and uh, it won't cost me a plane ticket and you know a hotel to stay at. But no, I do really like this format. Um, I think it could. Who knows? It could maybe spring up new new rivalries, and you know, for me, it's fun as a fan because you get to see all these different matchups within the span of a couple years, as Vish alluded to. And you know, at the end of the day, I just want to see good football. So I think uh, these these matchups and this new scheduling will allow that. Yeah, blue. Did you like our primary three, or do you think that maybe? Virginia, yeah, well, you know, I mean, no matter who you get, I I kind of agree with uh, with Vish. You know, I mean, you're losing out on a team like Virginia Tech. You've had some, you know, back in the Michael Vick era, and even you know during that time, they've always had some knockout games with them, really good games, and you know, you, you kind of feel bad because that was like one of those games you look forward to every year. Uh, real quick before we before we end. Les, Les had a question for Blue, and so, yes, Blue does know who Elijah Dialeo, the wide receiver from Champagna, is. Blue, remember, we, we spoke to him. He's a, yep. a, a friend of the programs now, so he's not obviously at Champagna anymore. Is that Ely? No, yeah, because nobody's at Champagna anymore. <laughs> and I've made the switch for him, too. I He texted me uh, oh, awesome. when we got on Saturday night and told me that he's at Ely. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, yeah, Tap, I mean, we're going to miss that atmosphere in Blacksburg every every year, but we'll at least we'll get it every every once in a while. So we'll definitely have to go out to that. Um, anyways, real quick. Uh, yes. as By the way, Tap mentioned this earlier. If F1 is coming up next. Thank you so much uh, for, for all you guys watching watching the show today. It's almost F1 time, baby. <laughs> Ain't that right? Uh, we've got a really we're going to have a really fun show next next Wednesday again. Uh, we'll have some guys on um, 
that uh, that are out there getting recruited now by by the University of Miami, some big programs in the country as well. So you'll be able to hear from them directly and you'll be able to hear from our ugly mugs as well. So thank you everybody for watching. Make sure you follow us at Six Rings Canes on Twitter. Uh, subscribe on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Uh, smash the like button and make sure you support us there. Uh, keep it locked on Twitter, like we said, for all the news and notes, uh, not only from the Six Rings Canes, but make sure you guys follow uh, at Larry Bluestein uh, for the latest on a lot of high school recruits and all the guys that are coming in and out of um, uh, uh, that are being recruited basically by by, you know, just not only Miami, but just a lot of schools uh, all throughout South Florida and the country in general. So keep it locked there for for Larry's. Uh, uh, Larry's Twitter, and uh, we should be hearing some big names this weekend. So yeah. make sure you you keep it locked on Twitter and 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 check us out at Six Rings Canes every Wednesday night. The Six Rings Canes show, and uh, screw it, let's make the announcement now. Our podcast is going to be live, up and running again. We've collaborated with uh, Five Rings Canes. Uh, it's a Canes thing. Um, we are now one entity. It's going to be a whole bunch of us. From the show it's going to be a whole bunch of larry um doing his thing with uh you know any interviews and any um any thoughts that he has on on recruiting and, and miami hurricanes football as well we'll bring you some exclusive content on the podcast also so make sure you guys uh check that out on spotify on itunes on uh podbean anywhere that you get your your uh, podcast info uh it'll be the six rings canes so you can make sure you can check us out there as well. Vish, do you have anything to add on that podcast? Well, I just threw it in the banner there. Just search Six Rings Canes. It'll come up. Um, awesome. And, and as Jeff said, this show will be on there. So yes. if you missed the show and you want audio only on your commute or whatever, you'll have that option. But also we're going to do a lot of special content that will go straight onto that feed. It's so. going to be it's going to be really awesome. It's going to be really awesome. Special content. And I uh, hope you guys enjoy that. Uh, again, Blue, thank you so much. Vish, DJ, always a pleasure. You guys are awesome, and uh, make sure you keep it locked on the Five Reasons Sports because uh, hitting the apex is next. We'll see yep. you guys then. Go Canes.